0: Hello, all. I have a great episode for you here. I'm going to talk about the NFL regular season for this coming year and kind of give my division um, predictions for this coming season and who I think will make the playoffs. Though I'm going to be doing my playoffs, my playoff predictions and championship predictions, and my um, NFL award predictions in the next episode. So I'm splitting it up into two episodes. This one's just going to be based on the regular season of the coming NFL season. They'll be very soon here. So I'm going to preview the NFL season. I'm also going to talk about the MLB so far because I haven't talked about the MLB in a while. This episode is going to be a lot of really just kind of talking about what all is going on in sports at the moment and not really pranking things and stuff like that. It's just really going to be about the um just generally what all is going on in sports right now. So I'm going to talk about the MLB. And then I'm also going to talk about the NBA and an update on it after some interesting things have happened recently involving that. And then, as always, I'll end my episode with a take um that kind of just want to leave you off with and that t- this time it will be about the nba coaching openings and so i have a great episode for you here that i hope you'll enjoy and here we go with that as always, I'm going to begin my episode with the sports news that I won't address later on in the episode. I'm going to kind of go through all those different things that have happened in the past week. They aren't like big, big sports news topics, but are notable and should be talked about. And so the first thing to note is that the 76ers and the Pacers have both respectively fired their head coaches after um, their teams were eliminated in the NBA playoffs first round here recently in the past couple of days. And those coaches were Nate McMillan of the Pacers and Brett Brown of the Sixers, and we expected the Sixers to fire their coach considering he hasn't gotten it done for a while now, but it's kind of interesting the Pacers fired um, McMillan considering he hasn't had his best player for either of the past two postseasons that he has lost in, and so it's interesting to see that, but that did happen in the past week. Another thing to note is that the NFL had no positive um, COVID cases among all teams over the past week, which is absolutely great news to hear considering um, that means there could actually be an NFL season here, and we kind of expect at this point for there to be an NFL season, so it'll be interesting to see if it happens. Um, But it looks like at the moment there will be an NFL season. Another thing to note, and this one's very small, is that Grant Talpott, the um, rookie safety of the Cleveland Browns, who was expected to start there and was a highly touted um, rookie, has um, injured himself, injured his Achilles, and will be out for the rest of the season, so he won't be playing for the Browns. That's a big deal for them, considering they have no other safeties really to take his place. Um, Buddha Baker, another safety who is on the Cardinals actually and has been All-Pro multiple times and has made Pro Bowl here, um, has signed the largest safety contract in the NFL for at four years and fifty-five million dollars. Um, and though he's not really considered the best safety in the NFL, you obviously have Jamal Adams and many others at the moment. He will be making the most money because that's how the NFL um economy and uh not economy but uh. Yeah, that's how the NFL um, money works out to where just if you're fairly good, you'll be paid the most until another guy gets paid more than you, and it'll just continue going up and up and up. Um, another thing to note is that the NBA is pushing back the draft and free agency um, timelines here because they believe that they're not actually going to end up starting their next season after this season on uh, Christmas as they expected, but probably more later in January, and so they're pushing back the draft and the free agency timeline as well. Both Damian Lillard and Christoph Przingis have been rolled out for the rest of their series in the NBA playoffs here. And it does look like um, the Lakers were going to eliminate the Blazers here being up 3-1 and playing their game on Saturday night here. um. But you'll also see... <clears throat> excuse me. You will also see... <clears throat> <clears throat> Sorry, I didn't say anything. Through. You'll also see the Dallas Mavericks, who are still kind of making attention for the series, down 3-2, but um, playing very well recently against the... Clippers right now. So it's interesting to see that both these players have been ruled out, and it'll be big losses to both their teams. Another thing to note is that Giannis ha- officially won Defensive Player of the Year this year um, after having an amazing season defensively, though I would argue Anthony Davis should win it. Um, but now that Giannis has won this, we expect him to probably win... <clears throat> excuse me. the We expect him to most likely win the MVP award as well, and so he'll be one of only few players to ever win the MVP and the game's player year in the same season. Another thing, and a very big thing to note, though I don't really follow soccer ever, is that Messi has announced that he is go- going to leave Barcelona here and has picked Manchester City, who is also a very good team at the moment, um as his potential destination the team he wants to go to and so it's interesting to see that arguably the world's greatest player is leaving his team right now but it kind of makes sense considering Barcelona hasn't really done anything to help him over the past couple of years uh the Bears running back Dave M- Montgomery who had an okay season last year and was expected to have a big season this year um had was car- carted out of practice recently And could miss extensive time due to injury, which is going to be a big loss for the Bears as they were expected to have him at running back this season. And him playing actually very well at running back this season. And then the final thing of news that I wanted to note here is that Russell Westbrook is officially listed to play um, in the next Rockets game, which should be also on Saturday here. And he is coming back obviously from injury that has kept him out for the first four games that series, but it's expected to play. I think this could be a big shift for the Rockets. It could lead them to doing some big things here. And so that is all the news I want to address later on in my episode from the sports world. Now I'm going to move on to previewing the NFL regular season in each of the divisions team by team. So. For my NFL predictions here, I am planning on going uh, division by division, conference by conference, and going team by team in each of the divisions, and giving a quick breakdown on them and saying what I think their record will be for this coming season here. And so I'm going to start with the AFC, and the first division that I'm going to do is the AFC. i got to confirm actually which division it is because I don't remember exactly what each division is usually. But um, I'm going to begin with the AFC North, which is obviously the Ravens, Steelers kind of division here. And so I'm gonna start off with saying, uh, with the first team in this division being actually we're gonna start in the bottom. We're gonna start off the last team coming in in this division. In my opinion, is the Bengals. Obviously, they had number one pick this past year, but I think they're gonna come in with a six and ten record. I think they'll play much better than most people expect. I think Joe Burrow will play okay, but I don't think they're gonna be able to get any higher really than a six and ten record. Uh, coming in at um also at number three not in the playoffs is the Cleveland Browns who I have coming in at eight and eight I think that is a slight improvement from their six and ten record last season but I don't see major major jumps from them considering they also lost, they already lost Grant Del Paz as I just told you and it seems like they may have some defensive weakness um overall and so I think they'll be better but I don't think they'll be playoff worthy this year but they'll be right on the edge of playoff contention and then the next two teams are obviously in the playoffs and you know who they are but I'm going to give you the order and coming in at the second team in this division is the Ravens. I think they'll be the sixth seed in the playoffs. I think they'll go ten and six throughout the season. I think they they will regress obviously from that fourteen and two record last year, but they dropped to ten and six with a three and three division record and will be the sixth seed in the AFC playoff this year at ten and six. And then I think, obviously, number one in this division, you have the Steelers, who will be 10-6 and six as well. But with a 4-2 record in the division, I think the Steelers really jump up here with a great defense. And I think they'll just be, continue to get better and better and better here. And so I think they'll be number three in the AFC and um, will be 10-6, and six as I said. Now, I'm going to move on to the AFC South. i may quickly go through this. Obviously, you have coming in as the worst team in the AFC. You have the Jacksonville Jaguars at 5-11, and 11, who I think will have slightly better the season than most people expect, but won't be all that great, considering they have so much um, going on on that team and not really all that many great, great players. You, I think you also have Houston, who I don't think will be great at all, coming in at 5-11 and 11 as well. Um... excuse me in this division I just don't think they're gonna be able to do almost anything this year with everything that's going on there and I think that they're just gonna get much much worse here um this coming season with everything going on there and so I think Houston does get a lot worse with Sean Watson and everything there and drop to five and eleven. And then the next two teams in this division are also going to make the playoffs. You have the Titans at eleven and five I believe and obviously there may be some favorability in that considering I really like the Titans um and they're my favorite team. But I think they are going eleven and five second in the division and will be the fifth seed in the AFC playoffs, the first wildcard seed. And then I think you have the Colts at 12-4 and 4 coming in as the number one team in this division. And the number one team in the whole conference, actually, as the number one seed. Because I just think they'll have a solid season there with everything going on. And Phillip Rivers and all that talent they have on that roster. The AFC East, you have the Jets coming in at 3-13. and 13. Obviously, not much talent there. That's the worst Record in the AFC. Sorry, I said that about Jacksonville second that go. That wasn't correct. But the Jets, I think, will be worse in the AFC at three and thirteen. I think you have the Dolphins actually coming in at third in this division at seven and nine. I think they'll be much better than people expect with that seven and nine record. I just don't think the seven and nine record can get them in the playoffs because that's just not good enough in a tough AFC conference at the moment. And then I also think you have, right uh, above them, you have the Buffalo Bills, who I also believe will be 7-9 and nine as well, and I don't think they will make the playoffs either. Many people are high on the Bills, but I just really don't see the Bills' talent here, and I just don't believe that they are a playoff team this season. And then you have, obviously, the Patriots winning this division at 9-7, and seven, in my opinion. They'll be the fourth seed in the AFC um, and the final-ranked um, conf- uh, division winner here. And so I think the Patriots are just slightly better than the Bills. I think it's really a lot to do with coaching, considering the coaching they have there. And so I believe the Patriots will be nine and seven winning in this division. And then the AFC West is the final AFC division here, and I think you have obviously the Raiders coming in last in the division at seven and nine. They'll kind of say exactly where they were last year at seven and nine, while the rest of the con of the division jumps up above them. And then I think I see also the Chargers, who are 9-7, and seven, in my opinion, coming in third in this division, barely outside of the playoffs. I really believe that they're going to be much better than people expect. I think Tyra Taylor will play okay, and I think Justin Herbert, if he comes in, will play okay. I think they have tons of talent all over the roster, too, and <clears throat> all over the field. So I think they'll be good but just not good enough to make the playoffs. And then I think second in the conference, regular season-wise, obviously all these predictions are not for the playoffs. This is just seeding through the regular season. Coming in second in this division, you have the Chiefs, who I think will be 10-6 and 6, in my opinion. I think they'll be second in this division to the Broncos. Just think the Chiefs aren't like an amazing regular season team as we saw last year, 10-6 and 6, <clears throat> in my opinion here. And I think obviously they'll make them in the playoffs. So they'll be the seventh seed. The final seed, actually, <clears throat> excuse me, sorry for that, um, the final seed in the AFC Conference, and I think winning this division, you have the Denver Broncos, who I believe will be 11-5 and this coming season, and just with a big jump uh, with Drew Locke and all that talent there, and I just think they'll be much better than people expect with a lot of talent on their roster, and I think they will end up winning this division, being the second seed in the AFC. Now I'm going to move on to the NFC here quickly. Um, obviously starting off, we have the NFC North, I think, <clears throat> excuse me, Coming in at number uh, four in the NFC North, I have the Vikings, who I think will be six and ten. I see serious gr- regression out of the Vikings this year. Obviously, they don't have Michael Pierce, as we expected. They lost a lot of players on defense and some players on offense, especially in Stephon Diggs. And I just don't see the Vikings playing as well this year, because I they think they're almost in every other year kind of team, considering they've jumped from 2017, they are good, 18, they weren't, 19, they were good, 20, they aren't, I think, my opinion here. So will be Fourth. I think you have the Bears at number 3 in this division at 7-9, and just outside of the playoffs. I just don't think that, um, though they have a lot of talent on defense and they have one of the best defenses in the league, I just don't think their offense is going to be able to perform to a level, especially with a quarterback controversy there. Though I think Mitch Trubisky could play a lot better this season, I just don't think the Bears will jump as much. I think you also have now coming in in the playoffs. You have the cow. The, you have the Packers at nine and seven, second in this division. They'll have the sixth seed in the NFC. I think the Packers. Do regress, obviously, from last season, which they were 13-3, but I still think they make the playoffs here. And then I think you also have the Lions, who actually, in my opinion, are a surprise team for this season. Most people are down on them, but I think the Lions end up winning the division, getting the fourth seed in the NFC at 10-6. and And I think the Lions make the playoffs this year, and I think they do very well there. And so that is the NFC North. Now onto the NFC South. <coughs> Excuse me. For the NFC South, I have the fourth team in that division being, obviously, the Panthers. Many people are down on them. I think they'll be 6-10 and ten this year. Obviously, not a horrible record, but not all that great. I just don't think they're all that great of a team, and I think that they're just not going to be able to make it work this year this season I think it's second in this division you have the Falcons at seven and nine I was a lot higher on the Falcons earlier in the offseason here I thought they could be really good this year I'm kind of getting down on the Falcons now I don't really believe they're going to be able to do it I think that just their defense isn't going to be able to jump as well as most people expect and I just think that it, their offense is going to have to carry a team they won't be able to do any better than seven and nine coming in it. Second in this division and barely making the playoffs as a seventh seed is the Buccaneers, who I believe will be eight and eight this coming season. I know that they're very good, excuse me. I know that they're going. They're very good, but I think that they just, since they don't have much continuity there and they haven't been around each other for a while, I just don't think they're going to have an absolutely amazing season here, and that's why I say 8-8 eight and, eight and just barely in the playoffs. Then winning this division, I have the Saints at 11-5, and five, winning this division, getting the one seed in the NFC, which is going to be a big deal considering that's the only seed that gets a bye in the first round. And so I think they win that division at 11-5 because they're just the most talented and most overall, overall best team. <clears throat> now for the NFC East, I think at fourth in the East you have the Washington Football Team, which will be three and thirteen and tied for the worst record in the NFL. And I just don't think they're going to be able to do anything this year. I think obviously they have a lot of holes in that team, and I just think their quarterback situation is absolutely amazing either. And so I have them at three and thirteen. I have the Cowboys second in this division at five and eleven. Obviously that's another really not great record here. I think that um. <clears throat> excuse me, they just don't, the um, the Giants just don't have the overall talent on their roster to be able to do better than that. I think Dan Jones will take a step up, but I just don't think he'll do any better than this. I think Saquon Barkley will have an amazing year. I just don't think he can carry a team because running backs aren't that heavily used and heavily um, powerful in the NFL anymore. And... Second in this division, I have the Philadelphia Eagles as 7-9. I'm really down on the Eagles. I don't expect them to have a great season here. I just don't think that they're built for this. They've lost two big offensive linemen and Andre Dillard and Brandon Brooks, which is really going to hurt. Uh, Carson Wentz's case, considering he gets injured all the time here already with his whole offensive line. Now that he's missing offensive linemen, he's even more likely to get injured. I don't think their wide receivers are all that amazing, considering they, are, they lost Marcus Goodwin for this season. I just don't think they have a great wide receiver group. And their running backs are solid, but not amazing there either. And so I just don't think this Eagles team is going to be absolutely amazing this year. And I think they missed the playoffs at 7-9. and nine. And then winning this division here, I have the Cowboys at 10-6. and six getting the third seed in the NFC at, with a 10-6 and six record here. And just a good season out of Dak Prescott and all of them. I think that their offense will run smoothly with everything going on there. And I think their defense will jump up a little bit here and get slightly better with all their additions they made. And then the final division in this very quick NFL division preview and regular season preview here, the final division is the NFC West. I have the Los Angeles Rams coming in at fourth in this division at seven and nine. I just think that they don't have the amazing talent you need um, to win a conference and get in the playoffs in the NFC. I think that their quarterback isn't absolutely amazing. I think they lost talent in Brandon Cooks and Todd Gurley. I just don't know how they're going to replace that. Though I think that obviously Aaron Donald's is still the best defense player in the league. I don't think he can carry their defense. So I have them at seven and nine. I have the Cardinals at third in this division at eight and eight. And that will miss the playoffs there sadly at that. I think Kyler Murray will have an absolutely amazing season with DeAndre Hawkins and everything there. But I just don't think they make the playoffs by very, very small amount. The first seed outside the playoffs at the eighth spot in the NFC. And so at eight and eight, I think the Cardinals very good. I think next year really would have to be their year to make that jump. I just don't see the Cardinals being able to do it this season. The second best team in this division, in my opinion, is once again <clears throat> the Seattle Seahawks with Russell Wilson. I believe they'll be 11-5 and this season, and will have the fifth seed in the NFC, the first wild card seed of all the teams there, and I think they'll have another good season with the addition of Jamal Adams. They can only get better. I think they'll just be a great, au- once again, I just don't think they'll end up winning the division. I think, once again, the 49ers win the NFC West with an 11-5 and record um and the two seed in the nfc i do think they have some holes especially at wide receiver recently i made these predictions prior to learning that brendan Ayuk would be out for a couple um of weeks here due to injury and so that makes their wide receiver group will really um thin here considering they're gonna have to play dante pettis for a reasonable amount of time here in kendrick Bourne as well without having devo samuel and Brandon Ayuk playing much but it'll be interesting to see and i expect them to end up doing well this season and getting the second seed in the NFC and so that was my regular season NFL preview that has nothing to do with the playoffs and who will do well in the playoffs that's really just how I think the regular season will end up looking out and so I'll talk about the playoffs in the next episode and who will win the awards and all that stuff now I'm going to move on to talking about the MLB and everything that's going on there and giving an update on that So, I wanted to give an update on the MLB, because I think I haven't really talked about the MLB in a little bit here, and I kind of wanted to just kind of go over how the standings look, and who all is leading in each of the things, and just all that different stuff. And so I want to quickly go over the MLB standings first, and I'll kind of talk about um, MLB, MVP stuff, and all that. And so... um obviously you have in the AL East you have the Rays who have actually caught fire recently you're at 22 and 11 leading that division the Yankees come after them at 16 and 13 as well and so we're almost we're more than halfway through the season at this point and we're just kind of trucking along now And it'll be interesting to see what all happens but it looks like the season will end up finishing out surprisingly to me considering the amount of cases they've had but um so far, you have the Rays at 22-11, Yankees just a little bit behind them at 16-13 and 13 after falling off from their very hot start. And then you also have the Blue Jays at 16-14, and 14, who have caught fire recently with a very young team and um, have been doing very well with Vlad Guerrero. Um, you have Teoscar Hernandez, who's been absolutely amazing so far. Um, you have Vigio, you have Bo Bichette, um, I don't know how to say his name, but you have Bo... And then you have a bunch of other great players. And uh, Gurriel as well there. And so you have a bunch of young great players on that team. They're doing very well. You have the Orioles after they went 14-7. And, and then the Red Sox, of course. My Red Sox at 10-22. and 22, A great fall off from two years ago being in the World Series. In the AL Central at the moment, you have the White Sox who um who are at 20-12. and 12, And they've been doing very well recently and have um gotten very hot. With their young players, macan Makan- M- Malkata. You have... <clears throat> Eloy Jimenez as well, and a bunch of great players there who are doing very well. And then you also the Twins, also at twelve twenty and twelve in that division, who I who I predicted as the winners of that division. They're doing very well so far this season. They're hitting a record number of home runs, and are just on great pace at the moment. You have Miguel Sano. Is very good there, and just a bunch of great talented players there. And then the Indians, shortly after those two, in 19 and 12, also doing very well, and I predicted them to make the playoffs as well, so I'm not all that worried about that. You all have the Tigers and the Royals after them, but not really in contention at the moment, more than five games back, both of them. In the AL West, you have the Athletics, who have gotten very good, and are doing very well at the moment, at twenty-two and ten, leading that division. Then you also have the Astros. Shortly after them, at seventeen and fourteen, kind of underwhelming so far, and not playing absolutely amazing. Though we expect them to kind of heat up, and I expect them to get better here, because I still believe they're a great team. But you have those two there. Then you also have the Mariners, a ways behind them, at twenty, at, at thirteen and twenty, <clears throat> at 13 and twenty. and the Rangers and um angels shortly after i expected the angels to be much better this season so that's kind of shocking to me considering i thought that with both mike trout and um anthony rendon they'd be a lot better but they haven't really proved anything so far this season in the national league in the nl east you have the braves leading that division at 18 and 12 kind of as i expected i expected them to win that division and play well this season so far they're doing that with their young players in ronald acuna and <clears> Ozzy <throat> Albies. You have the Marlins, actually, shortly after them at 14 and 13, which is actually very surprising considering most people expected the Marlins to um be absolutely terrible this year. They played, actually, a lot better than most people expected, and so it could be interesting to see if they continue on this pace or uh putter out here and don't play all that sputter out here and don't play all that well. You have the Mets at fifteen and sixteen, barely under five hundred. The Phillies at twelve and fourteen, who I had making the playoffs are still barely under five hundred. And the Nationals at twelve and seventeen. So this division isn't widely spread out, only five games, um, from top to bottom. But it's interesting to see how that goes. In the NL Central, you have the Cubs leading that at eighteen and thirteen, um, so far, with Javier Baez doing well and all their players doing very well. You have the Cardinals at eleven and eleven after having missed many games to um the coronavirus here, and so it's interesting to see what goes on with that. I had them doing well in this division, and so far they haven't really lived up to that, but they also haven't played all the other many games. Then you have the Brewers and the Reds tied at 14-17, and 17, and the Pirates way behind at 9-20, and 20, the only team to not surpass 10 wins. You have the NL West here this season that's doing actually been very interesting. Obviously, you have the Dodgers who are dominating at 24 and nine, having the best record in the MLB and the only team not to um, have ten losses on the season so far this year. You have the Padres just a little bit after them, actually five games after them. But um, it, do- it looks like only a little bit, considering they're still in um playoff contention here. The Padres at 19 and 14, who have been playing absolutely amazing recently, Fernando Tatis Jr., who has been an amazing player and has been setting many records home run-wise right- and all that stuff. And then you also have Manny Machado there, who's been v- g- very good, um, <clears throat> ve- well, very good so far this season. So they're doing very well, kind of as I expected. They have the Rockies a little bit behind them, the Giants, and the Diamondbacks. Um, And although all the teams in this division have 13 wins at least, they are separated by 10 games from top to bottom, just considering the Dodgers have been so good so far this season. And so we know that the MLB sat out multiple games here recently, considering, um, considering what all went on with Jacob Blake and that stuff. And so there are some games that are behind with that, and obviously you respect them sitting out for that, and there's no reason to be worried or mad about the decision of the players to do that because it's all within their right, and a completely fine opinion to have, an opinion I would agree with in many ways. But um, we know they are a couple games behind at the moment, and so those standings aren't necessarily fully correct and could be affected, considering there will be a lot of double-headers in the coming days. And so, so far, MVP voting, MVP race, MLB kind of stuff has been interesting, considering... um, (laughs) Excuse me. Oh, excuse me. (coughs) (coughs) So far, we know that the MVP has been very—voting in the the MLB has been very interesting considering um, Mike Trout and Mookie Betts, obviously, are favorites, and they've been playing very well so far. And so it's interesting to see if they'll end up winning. But you have Fernando Tatis Jr., who's been absolutely amazing so far. And um, we also have Jose Abreu for the White Sox great— And he's been doing very, very, very well. You have Luke Voigt, actually, of the Yankees as their first baseman, who's been very good. And you have Aaron Judge just a little little ways behind as well. And so another player that's been surprising is Brandon Lowe on the Rays, who's also an AL MVP uh, candidate at the moment. And so it'll be interesting to track how that works out. But obviously in AL, you probably have Mike Trout, Brandon Lowe, Aaron Judge, Jose Abreu, and Nelson Cruz as your top five there. And then in the NL, excuse me, for the NL MVP odds, you have Fernando Tatis Jr., who is by far the favorite, as I was talking about, considering he's had an amazing season so far and should be there. You actually have Mike Yesterman, of the Giants who I actually don't know who that is considering I haven't seen the Giants this year at second in the odds for the NL MVP at the moment you have Mookie Betts who's been great Charlie Blackman who's been leading the Rockies very well recently and Bryce Harper has just had a great season so far too and so a lot of the normal faces there and some young players like Fernando Tatis Jr. in that race um, so interesting to see how that works out but that is how it looks at the moment now I'm going to move on to the NBA and what all went on there So, as most of you know, the M- NBA and this week had a short shutdown due to boycott in which the Bucks were the first team, obviously, to boycott their game against the Magic here. And obviously, there will be no precaution, like uh, <clears throat> there will be no repercussions against them for doing that. They won't have the game awarded to the Magic for them doing that, and that all makes sense. That should be that way. And so, um, you know that there are multiple games missed. We missed the Wednesday games, the Thursday games, and the Friday games. But games will start back up on Saturday here. And so, every team, there was a brief scare on Wednesday night. Um, that was that the Lakers and the Clippers weren't going to play the rest of the season. were going to leave um, because they felt it wouldn't be good for the... Um, The Black Lives Matter movement would be taking light away from that. But after all the other teams uh, decided they would continue playing on, I think that kind of scared the Lakers and them back. And they were kind of, um, I think they expected their teams to follow them. But then since nobody followed, they kind of turned back around and said that they're back and they're ready to go here. And so you have all the teams back. And the playoffs will start back up this saturday here on saturday the 29th and so the first games on saturday are the games that were postponed you have the magic and the bucks at 330 i think the bucks end up winning the series they're up 3-1 they end up just ending the series there you have the rockets and the thunder as well at six thirty. i think the rockets end up playing that one with Russ back as i just said i think that they're going to be able to get going here after losing the last two to the Thunder, I think the Rockets just get it going and are able to beat the Thunder here and get to three and two in that series, which is tied at two two at the moment. I think the Lakers beat the Trailblazers and end up finishing them off in, in four to one while they're up three one at the moment. Considering Damian Lillard won't play and he's always a big piece of that um that. Portland Trailblazers team. And so those are the games we'll see happening on Saturday. On Sunday, you have the other games that need to pick up. You have the Clippers and the Mavs series. The Clippers are up 3-2 in that series and should win. I think they'll beat the Mavs there, considering they don't have Kristaps and may not even have Luka as well. I think you have, you have the Nuggets and the Jazz there, and I think the Nuggets end up winning another game against the Jazz and I think make it 3-3 for Game 7 against the Jazz here, having come back from down 3-1 to the Jazz, we lost three straight to the Jazz. And so, that's been interesting. I thought the Nuggets were a lot better um, than the Jazz. but So far, the Jazz have outplayed um, the Nuggets. And it'll be interesting to see what happens there with that 3-2 series. And then, on that Sunday as well, you begin the first... E- um, the first conference semifinal game, which is between well, series, but the first game also too, which is between the Raptors and the Celtics. You'll have these two teams, the two and the three from the Eastern Conference playing each other for the Eastern Conference Finals. I think the Celtics end up winning the series, as I said before. I don't necessarily know if they win that first game against the Raptors, but I think they end up winning the series, as I predicted, though I think it'll be very, very difficult for them to make it all the way to the Eastern Well, to the finals here, but I think they'll end up doing it. And so those are all the games going on at the moment. We know that this week the Pacers were eliminated. The Sixers were eliminated as well. And so we're just really finishing off everything else that has to happen here. We knew the Nets were already eliminated a while ago. And so we're just really just finishing off everything here in the first round and moving on to the second round this coming week with many games that will happen and just a lot of series that need to be ended. The latest game... That could end up happening would be on Wednesday, and that would be between the Magic and the Bucks, the Thunder and the Rockets, and the Trailblazers and the Lakers, if all of those games were to go to a Game 7. But we know that most of those probably won't go to a Game 7, maybe, other than the Thunder and the Rockets. And so, that's all that's really going on in the NBA. I just kind of want to give an update on everything going on there. We know that the games were postponed this week, and obviously, that was for a fine cause and a good cause um and it's fine for the players who have to decided to. I think it was a good idea because ob- at the moment they were kind of it was beginning to look like that wasn't being focused on as much and re- the Black Lives Matter cause was wasn't being focused on as much as just the games were. The players really wanted to focus the spotlight on the movement and so it makes sense they do this because obviously if there are no games you can't be focusing on the games more than the movement and so I think this is a great thing that they did here I'm actually happy the season's still happening because as a fan I want to see this season happen but I respect what they did and I believe it's a good cause that they're fighting for here and something that they should be fighting for and it's a good way to do it too because it really takes all the attention off of the basketball that was happening and was entertaining people and brings it back to that cause and so The NBA will get started up back on Saturday here, and it'll be interesting to see how all those games go, and I'm happy to just see basketball again being played. Now I'm going to move on to my ending take. So, my ending take um, for this episode, and it's kind of a hot one, just not... It's kind of hot in... Like respective to other things and so my take is of the NBA coaching positions that are open at the moment that is the Nets the Pacers the Sixers now um you also have the excuse me the Pelicans and I believe the last team is the Bulls and of these five opening spots I think that you obviously have the Nets are the best one. I think if any coach were to pick a team, that is the team you would choose of these five because they have Kyrie, they have KD, and I think they just have the best overall talent. So you have to pick them. And that's why this take isn't necessarily hot. It's not like I'm saying a different team than the Nets is the number one option. But I think the second best option of all these teams is the Indiana Pacers. And I think that's a serious take, considering what other people are saying. Almost everyone, if you ask them, is going to say the Pelicans or the Sixers. And I kind of understand in some senses. The Sixers probably have the second best, like, talent duo and Embiid and... Simmons and they have a lot of great talent there the Pelicans obviously have a very bright future with Zion and Brandon Ingram and Lonzo Ball and Josh Hart and JJ Redick and all those players there and so you expect to see that too but I believe the Pacers are the second best option here because I think they have the most ready to win um, roster other than the Nets and many people would argue that the Sixers are a better ready to win roster but I just don't believe it because I think the Sixers don't know how to make Embiid and Simmons work together here and we kind of see, we've seen that recently, and we've seen that neither of them can carry a team by themselves as Embiid lost every game against the Celtics when he was doing it by himself. But I think the Pacers are the best option because you have Victor Oladipo, who's a true star. You have DeMontis Sabonis, who's a true star as well, or at least an all-star at the moment is very good. You have TJ Warren, who came out in the bowl here and was absolutely amazing when he started playing here, and they've just had tons of injuries recently that have prohibited them from going any farther, but I think they're very good. The Holiday brothers, who are both very solid players there, and you have many other solid players around, including Malcolm Brockman, who I think has stepped up to being a great point guard. And so I think that if I were to choose any of these, I would choose the Pacers just because I think the most solid, ready-to-win roster. And I think with any one like big addition, though they probably won't make one, they could be a championship team in the near future and I think they are a very good team here so I would pick the Pacers as the second best coaching option in coaching vacancy if I were a coach in the NBA obviously other than the Nets because the Nets are just far more talented than all others and so that is my ending take for this episode So, thank you for listening to this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. As always, I'll be continuing to be putting out these episodes every week, twice a week. We'll have another episode on Sunday, so I hope you will listen to that. As always, like and subscribe, follow on Spotify, and rate five stars on Apple and iTunes as we're working on getting it fully up on that, though it is up for some people, as I have learned, and not others. And so I'm continuing to work on that figure out how to do that, but it has ran into some difficulties. But um, thank you for listening to this episode and all of that, and um, just thank you and tune in for the next episode. Thanks. Bye.